Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers uh, obviously have the draft behind them. There is quite a bit of smoke swirling around them and Kyrie Irving. Um, unfortunately, there's also quite a bit of smoke swirling around them and Russell Westbrook, but that might be the uh, residual smoke from last year's garbage fire. I, it's hard to say. There's just a lot of smoke all over the place. All right, let's start with the draft, which is now behind them. The Lakers obviously selected Christie, Max Christie, uh, 35th after buying into the second round. They bought the pick from the Orlando Magic. Um, that was significantly higher than I thought the Lakers were going to be able to get to. Um, so that was a, 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 a very strong first step into the offseason for the organization. Um, Christie is a bit of a project, but projects are exactly why you employ Phil Handy. So it'll be interesting and exciting to watch Christie move forward, starting with Summer League, which is, oh, I don't know, what, like a little bit more than a week away. Uh, so that's Christie. They also made a couple additions for that Summer League team and potential two-way signings with Scottie Pippen Jr. They went back to the well and selected Sharif O'Neal in terms of former players' kids. Um, and then they filled out, they, they signed Cole Swider to a two-way deal um, to, to he will also play at the Summer League roster. So plenty of reason to go to those games and enjoy that. It's, a, it's one of my favorite settings um, of the NBA calendar year. It's, it's, it's a phenomenal time. I'll be there from the 8th to the 14th. So if you see me, come say hi. Uh, outside of that, though, draft night was fairly quiet for the Lakers. Not much they could do while they waited for Russell Westbrook's opt-in, which did not come and likely won't come till the stroke of midnight um, of the last moment that he possibly can do it. On that front, you might be wondering, hey, why wouldn't Russ just opt into the $47 million option that he will be opting into no matter what anyway? Um, well, look, Nets fans are wondering the same thing with Kyrie Irving, and there's some rumors swirling that he might forego 30 mil to play for the Lakers next year at 6 mil. Um, I don't see either of those guys taking that substantial of a pay cut, but both of those guys are trying to make for themselves the best situation they can possibly be in. So in Russ's case, he might not want to opt in until either he absolutely has to or until he hears that the Lakers are going to be sending him to a destination that he prefers over potential other ones. Um, and then in, in Kyrie's case, man, a lot to unpack here. So on its face, you would think that the easiest way for this to go down and the most logical way for this to go down, if Kyrie is to be a Laker next year, would be for him to opt in and then the Lakers send Russell Westbrook and maybe a pick um, to, to Brooklyn um, to basically swap disgruntled point guards. And uh, Kyrie would then either try to work out an extension or try to earn one with the Lakers and Russ can do rust things out in Brooklyn. Uh, the thing is, though, that every time insiders talk about the situation, what it sounds like is that to them, the likelier way that Kyrie Irving would be a Laker is to opt out of his option for this upcoming season and then sign with the Lakers for the uh, taxpayer mid-level exception that they have, just a shade over $6 million or so, and and then try to recover 
the losses over the course of the last couple chapters of his career. I am always very skeptical that a person will ever forego that kind of money, uh, but Kyrie is a very principled person, and it sounds like that relationship with the Nets is pretty dead right now, but I still think, just because I just cannot fathom a world in which somebody turns down that kind of money, I still think Kyrie either opts in and tries to earn an extension from the Brooklyn Nets over the course of this next year, or in a less likely but still likelier scenario than the Lakers landing Kyrie for $30 million less than he's worth. Uh, If Kyrie is a Laker, it's because the Lakers either made a two-way, you know, a two-team deal here that would send Russ to Brooklyn or they send Russ to Detroit or to Oklahoma City into some of that cap space and and land Kyrie in the process. I don't know how this is going to go. Anybody who is claiming to know what the next thing is that Kyrie Irving might do is probably straight up lying, uh, but we'll see how this plays out. On the Russ front, we got another report, this time from Mark Stein, um, whose Substack you should be subscribed to. And in his uh, Spotify live session, he said that, Based on the intel that he has gathered to this point, he thinks the likeliest scenario here with the Lakers is that they start the season with Russell Westbrook on the roster. I I just talked about something I couldn't fathom in the last segment. This is another thing that my brain just cannot wrap itself around. The notion that the Lakers will have gone through last year on and off the court with Russell Westbrook and sign up for another season of it albeit with a different head coach and albeit with a player who is as burnt as he is from last season. He had his own hometown fans calling him names that he didn't like booing him. Um, He saw a team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis on it look mediocre while they were playing with Russell, less than mediocre while they were playing with Russell Westbrook. So, I just I can't imagine that the Lakers would put a first-time head coach in the situation and put fans back in the situation where they know how this is probably going to play out and would be disinterested slash angry right from the get-go. I just can't imagine that the Lakers would sign up for another year of that. But I also, just like Kyrie, I at this point, you kind of have to believe the reports about the Lakers Uh, knowing that they have made giant blunders in the past and they have to prove that they are beyond those mistakes. Now look, this could be, yet again, another giant smokescreen. And historically, if the Lakers are going to make a trade, you don't hear about it until the thing is done. Um, And even then, you might hear more after that trade seems done and see that they go in a different direction from that even too. So... Maybe over the course of these next few days, as Russ gets closer to his opt-in date and as Kyrie Irving gets closer to his opt-in date and as other teams have clearer pictures based on opt-ins or opt-outs that players have had uh, and and the way that those things have played out, plus getting into free agency and seeing what like the Detroit Pistons are capable of, um, got a report over the weekend that they might not 
pursue DeAndre Ayton as heavily and go with a, you know, continue their rebuild and, and see if they can land a couple assets here and there as they continue on that path. Um, That would provide the Lakers a place to put Russell Westbrook's expiring deal um, and, and obviously cough up a pick in the meantime, but that gives you one other option. Uh, So, Look, however this is going to play out, I wouldn't anticipate getting a whole bunch, you know, in the lead up to it, a whole bunch of information and clarity on what the, the Lakers are potentially thinking. But it is also impossible to ignore the amount of noise that we have heard both from league insiders and that I have heard myself that point in the direction of, yeah, the Lakers don't like any of the deals out there. They don't want to take on long-term money. They don't want to give up picks um, and and take those stances in a very hard-line manner and start the season with Russell Westbrook on the roster. Here's my thing, though. If that is going to be your hard-line stance and you don't want to take on, especially the long-term money thing, like, come on. <laughs> but anyway, if you are not interested in, in forking up the assets necessary to give your chance at winning a championship, something the Lakers do not have with Russell Westbrook on it, then you don't get to tell me at the end of last season and at the beginning of this offseason that what you're interested in doing, Rob Palenka, is winning championships. Because clearly, you're not. Flat out, you're not serious about winning with LeBron James and Anthony Davis if you're starting the season with Russell Westbrook on the roster. We saw how that went. It was 400 minutes or so, and the Lakers were a minus 3.6 with with Russ and AD and LeBron out there together. That's insane. That is unbelievable. But, look, the Lakers have done dumber things, I guess. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Uh, Crazy week ahead. So the first two days of it, Today, by the time you guys are listening to this, and tomorrow, Harrison and Aaron and myself are going to record uh, podcasts to get you guys ready for the rest of the week. Then, I'm going to toss it over to the rest of the game, the the Taco Tuesday guys, the I Love Basketball crew. They're going to take you through to Thursday. And then Friday, which is uh, July 1st, I am going to basically... Dedicate that day to emergency lowdowns as we find out how the Lakers are going to fill out that roster on the first day of free agency. So until then, and until I talk to you guys next, might be 15 minutes from now for all I know, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.